Welcome, 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 and I thank you so much for joining me right here on this platform. This is your host, Rusty Moy, once again, with some creative, meaningful content that is very much relatable to issues that we all go through day to day, week to week, year to year, and so forth. Episode 101, the startling toll on children who witness domestic violence is just now being understood. Just now being understood, there's a lot of things, guys, that has been overlooked with our children, and I want to shed light on it and discuss it right here with you and to learn a little bit more about it, okay? Tina Roth says her twins was conceived by rape. Now she blames domestic violence for her children's health problems. This Georgia woman says she has been an abusive on and off relationship for six to 12 years. But within a six year mark, she became pregnant. While pregnant, she says the conflict continued. Okay. She spent anywhere between 25 of 37 weeks on bed rest. She says due to in part of rectal bleeding, her doctor said it was caused by stress. Two days after the twins were born in 2014 and our recent interview, the father took a swing in her, she mentioned to me. He was holding their newborn son. They were still in the hospital, according to this interview we had, and just delivered her child by C-section. He was so angry at me because my milk wouldn't come in that she didn't know what was going to happen next. And she's about 39 years old. I know we discussed in our recent interview. The boy was born with a floppy baby syndrome, okay? A muscular condition, doctors said, might be attributed to abuse during pregnancy. Both children struggle with health issues, including speech disorders, and have spent months in instructional therapy to learn how to follow directions. The father denies sexual assaulting or abusing the children. He was charged last year with an assault and battery against her. His lawyer said he completed a pretrial program in September to avoid conviction. In 2015, a grand jury of Savannah declined an incident on him with sexual assault charges. Okay, so this gentleman has a long history of assault, um, abuse, and much, much more. But has it been recognized? Yes. Did the young lady realize it? Yes. What was done about it? What steered her in his direction to have these children and bring her children into a domestic violence circumstance? And I will discuss that more. And my recent research is giving scientists more insight into the far-reaching and long-lasting arms of domestic violence to their children who group around it, including startling filing witnesses. Abuse carries the same risk of harm to children's mental health and learning as being abused directly. Brain imaging and infants show that exposure to domestic violence, even as they are sleeping or in utero, can reduce parts of the brain, change it overall and the structure and affect the way its circuits work together. Okay, and that's very important because the circuits must work right because if not, the child's going to have some huge issues with learning and other issues. 
Studies show that when babies are born to mothers who were subject to violence during pregnancy become adults, they have three times as much inflammation in their bodies as those mothers were not. Inflammation causes a much higher risk of poor health and a far greater likelihood of depression. And research also shows that these children are likely to have post-traumatic stress disorder as soldiering returned from war. Okay, so there's a lot of things that can be said. If a mother is beaten while pregnant, there's a chance the baby will be injured, delivered prematurely, and there is a lack of other things that can happen, including psychological programming of the hyperactive stress and system, the least inflammation as an adult, you know, which, which I already know. It's like when a soldier comes back from combat and there's a click and hits the ground. Okay, just as easy as that. Okay. By the estimate that between 4.5 million to 15 million children are exposed to physical violence in their home, verbal and emotional abuse in the home is more difficult to track. Social workers, healthcare providers, and academics have long tracked the effects of trauma suffered by children growing up in urban neighborhoods with frequency, gunfire, and other violence. But outside the medical uh, journal, there has been little reporting on the effect of the more common domestic violence on the millions of children who grow up in the residential battlefields where it occurs, okay? So it, it definitely occurs, and it's definitely something that happens all the time. Making matters worse, uh, the young ladies mentioned to me, about domestic violence often eliminates the buffering effect of another positive adult because adult who is targeted can't provide comfort to the children who witnesses it, Okay. So we definitely want to keep that in mind. A psychologist once mentioned to me in an interview, domestic violence can fear scarier than war. Okay. Children's mental health at the University of Minnesota was once said to me, it's one of the most terrifying forms of violence because it happens in a place which is supposed to be safe. Okay, children are totally powerless, especially very young children. They're totally dependent on their parents. So that means if they're totally dependent on their parent, they depend on you to make the decision. They depend on you to understand what's right and wrong. They depend on you to keep them safe. So please, 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 please keep that in mind and stop exposing our children to violence, negative behavior, evilness, stress, and much, much more. That's continuously exposing our children to education, Creativity, honesty, love, and passion. Okay? Long-lasting consequences. Negative consequences continue well into adulthood, among childhood. Okay? Those involving family violence inflect the worst long-term effects. Okay? So, we want to make sure that we have the long-lasting consequences that protect and keep our little ones safe all the time from harm and danger. One of the long-term effects of childhood adversity is that it creates emotional scars that get reopened when people are exposed to traumas and adulthood leading to um, many adult P- PTSD, okay? And a lot of our adults have a lot of issues that resonate from growing up, resonate from poor relationships, or whatever is going on, and they continue to follow through a lifespan in their life, and they grow up with these same notions and attitudes, Okay? For people of color, especially African-American, Latinos, and Native Americans, the effects of trauma are often magnified. Um, it shows because they are more likely to suffer from systematic racism, discrimination, and microaggregation. Okay? 
discrimination and microaggregation. Okay, and that's huge for individuals of color. Okay, that's something that they suffer and go through and experience all the time. Okay, and what these results are were based on surveys, knowledge, understanding, and research. Okay, that are people being exposed to this type of stuff, and this was actually going on. Okay, with a short commercial break, I'll be back with a little bit more discussing about domestic violence and children and all the do's and don'ts and pros and cons and what works and what does not work. So don't go anywhere, guys. Stay tuned. Be a part of something great and hang in there. Thank you guys so much for joining me. If you just joined into the episode, we're talking about domestic violence with our children. We're talking about the discussions right here that you guys need to know and learn more about. The starting toll on children who witness domestic violence is just not being understood. Okay, so we want to discuss it right here. We want to learn about it. We want to share um, knowledge and bring awareness. It's all about bringing awareness. Um, because there's a lot of people that go through domestic violence and whether it's doing pregnancy or, or beyond and they feel that they're being exposed to it and it's okay. It's okay to be exposed to domestic violence. It's okay for the children to be exposed to it. Guess what? It's not okay. It's not safe. And you're not protecting the children. That's protect our children, keep them safe and do things that makes them feel comfortable in the home and outside. Okay. So I'm going to continue on child trends says parents likely underreport violence in the home out of embarrassment or fear of stigma. The research that I've mentioned to you earlier and I continue to mention doesn't include the psychological and emotional abuse, including gaslighting that many women and some men told um, USA Today about and others um, was far worse for them and their children to live with. Okay. And not just, you know, USA Today, but there's a Philadelphia Inquirer and many other papers in the New York Times that this has been a discussion in my recent research. The findings of children's health advocates say to underscore a need for improved detection and prevention of domestic violence and better treatment of abuse survivors and their children in the health care system, schools and in the courts. OK, this is something that has been overlooked in the courts and in the schools and in the other uh, sector. And why is that? I don't know why people turn their, their head and their mind away from it because it's happening all the time. The state has created criminal charges for domestic violence that happens anywhere in the house where children are present, not just when it comes to front of the child, okay? Not just because of the front of the child. So let's be a little bit more realistic with that. In other ways, specialist says that the law and courts have a long way to go in recognizing the impact on children's well-being. Parents accused or even convicted of domestic violence and many cases are able to gain unsupervised visits with their children or a partial or full partial custody, even with children are afraid of their offender. Um, parents out there and abusive relationships separates conditions for their children and can become an easier risk, an even risker. Okay. And there's a lot of nonprofit organizations that can help with domestic violence, divorce custody, separation, um, child support stimulation, and much, much more. 
There's a lot of companies out there. You're not alone. You're not in it by yourself. And there's lots of assistance. So dive into it. Find out how you can, um, you know, be aware of these things and tap into these um, networks where you can get, you know, receive the assistance that you actually need. Uh, domestic violence crosses racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic lines. Okay. Safe Women's Shelter says the calls that she actually gets or abused women in the landing and exclusive gated community are horf- horrific as those that can come from a low-income client. Okay. She says women are afraid to leave husbands who threaten to spend whatever it takes to gain full custody of their children. When shelter residents go back to their domestic abusers, as many do, branch is required to notify child protection authorities just as if they would if a parent returns someone who has a sexual abuse his or her child okay and there's a lot of factors when you think of abuse and violence and a lot of things go unheard and and, and not thought of but we want to discuss a little bit more just a teeny bit more about the violence and um the the do's and don'ts and talk a little bit about generations of violence okay it goes into generations. Okay, I know I have a friend out in San Diego. Uh, the children are now divorced. Melinda and Janique and Angel and Noel and their 15-year-old brother says they can vividly recall visiting their maternal grandparents' houses when they were young. They talk about seeing their grandmother punch cabinet doors and throw drinking glasses. She and the grandfather would hit each other in front of them. They say the grandparents could not be reached for comment. Okay, so this is just a hearsay. And this is just something I learned in my recent research and my interview. Later, I learned by knowing says that she watched as the mother chased their father with a knife and smashed a piece of wood across his back. And December 2011, the police arrested um, the particular individual and charged a felony assault with a deadly weapon and a felony of a spiteful battery. But prosecutors declined to pursue the charges. Okay. And we probably know why the, the charges was not um, kind of went through and things kind of just went total left. As alleged violence escalated. The children's grades and mental health declined. A review of school and medical records shown. Okay. So the kids always are the ones that are paying and suffering the consequences for some of the things that the adults do. When these high levels of stress happen too often and too intensely, it creates a toxic pathway that alters how our brains and bodies operate and how we think, learn, and behave. Okay. On a psychological level. Okay. So That is a way that our children are suffering on a psychological level and how the brain reacts and changing to the brain and body. Okay, that is huge. The change to the brain and the body is a huge thing that our children go through. And it's something that um, is is never going to change. And we don't want to put our kids and keep putting our families and children in a compromising position. Okay, so. If this is you and you've been putting your child in a compromising position or you have and you're in a domestic violence situation or a uh, abusive circumstance, speak up, say something, step forward and get out. Get out and run fast. Don't allow yourself and allow your children to be subject to violence because I don't commend or anything that you feel 
that is not normal in your marriage, your home, and your relationship. Do not continuously put your children in a jeopardizing position to continue to have them being harmed. Guys, I thank you so much for listening to something great, and I hope you enjoyed episode 101. Continuously listening to something great with Rusty Moyne from dating 101 entrepreneurship, learning the steps of creating your first children's book as an independent author, and much, much more. So continuously stay up to date with the latest episodes with your girl, Rusty Moyne.